With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. 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 Hi. Fun crazy. Not creepy crazy. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and so much more. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And the more that you listen, the more that you know. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Welcome to episode 571. I am so excited. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Right next to me is. Kimmy! I got one name! And one of the reasons so excited is we just got back from a Sunday night performance of a fantastic group. I mean a fantastic group. If you have the opportunity to see them, especially if you're in the uh, Atlanta, Georgia area, by the time uh, this show is uploaded, be on the lookout for your opportunity to see Phantasmagoria Orlando. Wow, what a performance we uh, we took in a performance with them, I guess would be the correct thing, right? We had our good mm-hmm. friend, by the way, uh, uh, Blake with us, Blake Hughes. He was with us. Mm-hmm. And Blake went along, and we all went to Orlando, or the Orlando area, actually, to see them perform Wicked Little Tail. Was that cool? That was excellent. Okay, Kimmy, tell me, you know, this is actually, you've seen them perform in bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we have enjoyed every single time we have. Now this is the basically the first time you've ever seen them perform a big production. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Give us a Kimmy review here. We're all ears. We're ready to hear what Kimmy has to say. Well, it was in, it was incredible. I mean, the amount of um, choreography and um, everything that was involved with that. Um, so much going on at once on the stage. Uh, lots of theater, lots of dance, even aerial uh, ac- acrobatics, uh, belly dancing, and just, it was incredible. And you know, one of the things you're leaving out, Kimmy, that just made you totally go, oh, wow, and and uh, envious was... Fire! <laughs> cool. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. <laughs> Yeah, that was Kimmy out in the uh, parking lot when they had a performance outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was Kimmy just going a little crazy because uh, she got to see some uh, big warm stuff happening and uh, people dancing around with fire. Yeah, and eating fire. Uh, that's true. That is true right in front of us. And by yes. the way, uh, if somebody wants to check that out, we have video of that, uh, which uh, we posted. And we have that available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. So... Of the two of us, you are the dancer, and I mean, dancing is really a love of yours, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, a passion kind of thing, and uh, is that really your highlight for the show? I mm-hmm. mean, that's that, I mean, that's what you love more than anything, right? Mm-hmm. I love the dancing part, because I wish I could, I was a dancer, and uh, and also, of course, the fire, the fire stuff, too. Fire. Okay. Fire, fire. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, of the five acts that they did of the performances, and not counting the VIP special performance, was there a favorite of yours that they did uh, with this production? Mm, um, I don't know. They were all so good. I kind of like Captain Murder. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that might that 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 might be a favorite. That might be the favorite. I okay. don't know. It's hard to choose, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, it, it, I'd be impossible actually for me to to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, their version of the Raven, I I love. It's mm-hmm. it's one of my favorites actually uh, of theirs. I put their version of the Raven right up there with uh, John Delancey, who, mm-hmm. who did, and Christopher Lee, who. Uh, did the Raven as well. Excellent uh, versions, but theirs I, I put right up there with that, to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, visually, uh, just uh, stunning, stunning work. Right. It was, it was great. And, um, you know, if you missed it here in Orlando, um, no worries. If, well, if you happen to be in Atlanta, Georgia, they will be performing July 31st, August 1st, and August 2nd. That's this upcoming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you did miss their performances this weekend in Orlando, um, they will be returning uh, and performing October 9th through the 31st in Orlando with The Darkness Returns. And they will be at the uh, Mandel Theater in Orlando. Uh, just as they were this weekend. So and be something sure, to look forward to. Yeah, and be sure to uh, friend them, follow them on social media. They are very social active. They're very good with posting where they're at and what's coming up. Uh, also, a link to them. Uh, we'll have a link to them on our website at RileyAndKimmy.com. And be sure to uh, check out their website for you know tickets and things like that when they have those available and where they'll be at. And once again, if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, be sure to check them out. That's Phantasmagoria, Orlando. You'll be glad that you did. You know, one of the questions I needed to ask uh, one of our good friends, well, matter of fact, we, we have, uh, they're all good friends to us about Phantasmagoria. I want to know why, why the ringmaster was barefoot. Mm. What was up with that? I don't know. He's brave. Hmm. There is no way I would be barefoot on a stage with a bunch of dancers, some of them wearing heels. Mm-hmm. Oh, ow, ow, you know, and he never did that. There was no ow. Hmm. Yeah. I, wow. I mean, he's brave. Mm. He's really brave. And, you know, will he be wearing shoes or not? Find out if he will be in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Check them out. That's Phantasmagoria Orlando. And we have more information about them right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. Radio Watch the Riley and Kimmy Show. We still love radio, the golden age radio, old-time radio, the theater of the mind. And we occasionally focus on old-time radio. And I thought since we uh, were talking about Phantasmagoria, you know they're labeled as a Victorian horror group. Some call them a steampunk group, a mm-hmm. theatrical steampunk group. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, they do dance around the world of Edgar Allan Poe, don't they, Kimmy? Yes. And since they do, and since we've talked about them, I thought what we do is feature something from old-time radio one of the masters of the golden age of radio and also cinema, and that is, and stage, and that is Orson Welles. Orson Welles had many different types of radio programs over the years, and one of them was Mercury Summer Theater that he did, and they would focus on some of the classics. Now, 
Edgar Allan Poe was no stranger to Orson Welles and Productions. And with the Mercury Summer Theater, he did an Edgar Allan Poe production of The Telltale Heart. And we have that right now. Now, this is the part two of that radio production. The part one was a Sherwood Anderson story that they did, I'm a Fool. It's fantastic. Now, I have that available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com if you want to hear the Sherwood Anderson uh, part. Since we're focusing on Edgar Allan Poe, I thought we'd go directly to that. So here's Orson Welles, the Mercury Summer Theater, from August 23rd, 1946. Good evening. This is Orson Welles, your producer of a special series of broadcasts presented by the makers of Pabst Blue Ribbon. The Mercury Summer Theater of the Air. And now Orson Welles brings you his Mercury production of The Telltale Heart. <laughs> Very, very dreadfully nervous I had been an M. But why will you say that I am mad? The disease had sharpened, not, not destroyed, not dulled them. Above all was the sense of hearing acute. I heard many things in hell. How then am I mad? Hearken! And observe how healthily, how calmly I can tell you the whole story. It's impossible to say how first the idea entered my brain. Object, there was none. Passion, there was none. I loved the old man. For his gold, I had no desire. I think. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. One of his eyes resembled that of a vulture. A pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye forever. Never kinder to him than during the whole week before I killed him. And every night about midnight, I turned the latch of his door and opened it. Oh, so gently. And then when I had made an opening sufficient for my head, I put in a dark lantern all closed so that no light shone out and then I thrust in my head. You would have laughed to see how cunningly I thrust it in. I moved it slowly, very, very slowly, so that I might not disturb the old man's sleep. It took me a whole hour to place my whole head within the opening so far that I could see him as he lay upon his bed. And then, when my head was well in the room, I undid the lantern... Cautiously, oh, so cautiously. <laughs> cautiously. For the hinges creaked. I undid it just so much that a single thin ray fell upon that vulture eye. And this I did for seven long nights. Every night, just at midnight, but I found the eye was always closed. And 
so it was impossible for me to do the work, for it was not the old man who vexed me, but his evil eye. And every morning when the day broke, I went boldly into the chamber and spoke courageously to him, calling him by name in a hearty tone and inquiring how he'd passed the night. So you see... He would have been a very profound old man indeed to suspect that every night just at twelve I looked in upon him while he slept. Upon the eighth night I was more than usually cautious in opening the door. A watch's minute hand moves more quickly than did mine. To think that there I was opening the door little by little he not even to dream of my secret deeds or thoughts. He fairly chuckled at the idea. And perhaps he heard me. For he moved on his bed suddenly as if startled. Now you may think that I drew back. But no. I did not draw back. I kept pushing the door. Steadily. Steadily. had my head in and was about to open the lantern when my thumb slipped upon the tin fastenings and the old man sprang up in the bed. I kept quite still and I said nothing. For a whole hour I did not move a muscle and in the meantime I did not hear him lie down. He was still sitting up in the bed listening just as I have done night after night hearkening to the death watches in the wall. Presently I heard a slight groan. <laughs> and I knew it was the groan of mortal terror. I knew that he had been lying awake ever since the first slight noise. His fears had been ever since growing upon him. He had been saying to himself, it's nothing but the wind in the chimney. It's only a mouse crossing the floor. It's merely a cricket which has made a single chirp. But it was all in vain. Because death, in approaching him, had stalked with his black shadow before him and enveloped the victim. And it was the mournful influence of the unperceived shadow that caused him to feel, although he neither saw nor heard, to feel the presence of my head within the room. When I had waited a long time, very patiently, without hearing him lie down, I resolved to open a little, a very, very little crevice in the lantern, so I opened it. He cannot imagine how stealthily, stealthily, until, at length, a single dim ray like the thread of a spider shot from out of the crevice and full upon the vulture eye. It was open... The eye was open, wide open, and I grew furious as I gazed on it. I saw it with perfect distinctness, all a dull blue with a hideous veil over it that chilled the very marrow in my bones. But I could see nothing else of the old man's face or person, for I had directed the ray as if by instinct precisely upon the damned spot. Now there came to my ears a low, dull... such as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. 
I knew that sound well. It was the beating of the old man's heart. Increased my fury as the beating of a drum stimulates the soldier into courage. But even yet I refrained and kept still. I scarcely breathed. I held the lantern motionless. I tried how steadily I could maintain the ray upon the eye. Meantime, the hellish tattoo of the heart increased. It grew quicker and quicker and louder and louder every instant. The old man's terror must have been extreme. It grew louder, I say, louder every moment. I thought the heart must burst. And now a new anxiety seized me. The sound would be heard by a neighbor. The old man's hour had come. With a loud yell, I threw open the lantern and leaped into the room. He shrieked once. In an instant, I dragged him to the floor and pulled the heavy bed over him. And then smiled gaily. To find the deed so far done. But for many minutes, the heart beat on with a muffled sound. This, however, did not vex me. It would not be heard through the wall. At length, it ceased. The old man was dead. Stone, stone dead. His eye would trouble me no more. Night waned, I worked hastily. I took up three planks from the flooring of the chamber and deposited his corpse between the scantling. I then replaced the board so cleverly, so cunningly, that no human eye, not even his, could have detected anything wrong. When I'd made an end of these labors, it was four o'clock. Four o'clock was still dark. Dark as midnight. Huh? A knocking. A knocking at the street door. I went down to open it with a light heart. What did I now to fear? There entered now three men who introduced themselves with perfect suavity as officers of the police. A shriek had been heard by a neighbor during the night. Suspicion of foul play had been aroused. I bade the gentleman welcome. The shriek, I said, was my own in a dream. The old man I mentioned was absent in the country. I took my visitors all over the house. I bade them search, search well. I led them at length to his chamber. I showed them his treasures secure, undisturbed. I brought chairs into the room and desired them here to rest from their fatigues while I myself, in the wild audacity of my perfect triumph, placed my own seat upon the very spot beneath which reposed the corpse of the victim. The officers were satisfied. My manner had convinced them I... I was singularly at ease. They sat, and while I answered cheerily, they chanted familiar things. But ere long, I felt myself getting pale, and I wished them gone. My head ached, and I fancied that ringing in my ears again, but still they sat and still they chatted. The ringing became more distinct. It continued and became more distinct. I talked more freely to get rid of the feeling, but it continued until at length I found that the noise was not within my own ears. It was a low, dull, quick sound. Much such a sound as a watch makes when enveloped in cotton. 
I talked more quickly, more vehemently. I arose and argued about trifles. In a high key with violent gesticulations, but the noise steadily increased. Oh, God, what could I do? I foamed, I raved, I swore, I swung the chair from which I'd been sitting and braided it upon the boards. But the noise arose overall and continually increased. It grew louder. Louder. Still the men chanted pleasantly and smiled. Possible? They heard not? Almighty God, no! They heard, they suspected, they knew! Anything was more tolerable than this derision! I could bear those hypocritical smiles no longer! I felt that I must free or die! Louder. Mark. Louder. Villains! I shrieked. Dissemble no more, I admit the deed. Tear up the planks. Here! Here! It is the beating of his hideous heart. just heard Orson Welles in his Mercury production of The Telltale Heart. Mr. Welles will return in just a moment, but first let me again remind you to be patient with your dealer when occasionally these days he is unable to supply you with all the Pabst Blue Ribbon you'd like. He's doing his best, you can be sure of that. Yes, and here's something else you can be sure of. Every single bottle of Pabst Blue Ribbon you do get will, as always, be the happy blending of never less than 33 fine brews. Yes, every foaming, frosty glass you enjoy will, as always, have that famous Pabst Blue Ribbon flavor. Not too heavy, not too light, but fresh, clean, sparkling, with a real beer taste coming through the way you like it. So keep asking for blended, splendid Pat's Blue Ribbon. And now, Mr. Wells. Next week, Moby Dick. Until then, the mercury remains as always, obedient to yours. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Wrapping up episode 571, that's Orson Welles with the Mercury Summer Theater from August 23rd, 1946, and Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. Now, we have the full version of that radio episode. It was actually, that was part two of it. There was a part one version, and it was a production by the Mercury Summer Theater of Sherwood Anderson's I'm a Fool. And be sure to visit our website, RileyandKimmy.com. And right there, we have the entire Sherwood Anderson I'm a Fool old-time radio production by the Mercury Summer Theater. Also with it, we have part two, and that's the Edgar Allan Poe version by the Mercury Summer Theater. We have them both. They are uninterrupted. They are unedited. So it's the way they originally aired back in August 23rd, 1946. That's available at RileyandKimmy.com. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.